welcome. Thank you for joining me. You are listening to a very special edition of A to Z Sports Session. That's because it is the inaugural episode of A to Z Sports Session. I am your host, Jeff Dowdell. I'm coming to you live from beautiful, sunny Glendale, Arizona. It's a very exciting time for me and my wife, Stephanie. We actually uh, just moved into a new house. I'm about uh, 10 minutes away from uh, State Farm Stadium, right where the Arizona Cardinals play. The uh, Arizona Coyotes actually play right around uh, that same area. He's got about a block or two left on the road that I'm living off of, and you start to see State Farm Stadium. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I actually looked into it. I believe uh, Super Bowl 57 is going to be played there, uh, the 2022 season. So that's exciting stuff. Going to be uh, that close to a Super Bowl in just a couple of years. Uh, I wanted to thank you for tuning in. This is exciting. Uh, this is the start of my podcast. Not quite sure uh, who's going to listen to this. You know, maybe maybe nobody, maybe only a few of my friends. Uh, you know, who who cares? Who knows where this is going to go? But uh, it's, it's an exciting time. I'm glad you're listening. We're going to get into uh, Super Bowl 54 today. Uh, we're going to get into, uh, I'm going to try to throw a little bit of baseball in there. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's see how this goes. I want to give you a little background on myself. I'm a huge, huge sports advocate. Uh, sports is just in my DNA. Kendrick Lamar says he has loyalty in his DNA. Well, I have sports in my DNA. Uh, it's been that way my entire adult life. I, even in my childhood, I, I mean, I have two older brothers, we have loved, loved sports our entire lives. Uh, I, I remember going to a family reunion. I'm actually from uh, Illinois, born and raised. A lot of my family lived in Tennessee. We kind of like met in the middle uh, in Kentucky one year. This is maybe about 10 years ago. It's kind of like a weird like family get-together. A lot of people coming up to me and being like, Hey, I, last time I saw you, you know, you were a baby. And you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, I don't remember you because... I was a baby, and it was just kind of awkward. We just sort of uh, didn't really have that much to talk about. All of a sudden, of course, with uh, my family being my family, somebody brought up sports, and it was like a flip switch. I mean, it was like everybody, you just saw everybody perk up. Everyone started talking about sports. The, min the, the second somebody mentioned football, you know, everybody had something to talk about. And uh, I, I see sports as like, this great unifying thing that gives people a, a, a common ground and gives people a, a, a starting point for a lot of conversations. And I think uh, sports just brings a lot of people together. And uh, it's it's in the spirit of that that I want to start this podcast. I just love sports. I love talking about sports. Uh, I, uh, I have weird affiliations with my teams. Like I, I just said uh, I'm from Illinois. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm a diehard diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, you might think that's a little weird. Uh, I'm actually from the city that the Bears started. Uh, if you trace their history all the way back, um, they were originally called the Decatur Staley's. That's actually my hometown, Decatur, Illinois. Um, but I've been a Packers fan since I was like six. Uh, I had an aunt that lived in Wisconsin. We used to go up there every, every uh, winter and go see her. And uh, she was a she was a Packers fan, and she she turned me into a Packers fan. The the Packers had just won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, she took me down to the mall and got me a bunch of Packers stuff, and she just kind of was like, "Jeff, 
you 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 got to be a Packers fan. You know, you 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 have to be. They just won the Super Bowl, and I was like, yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, I've been a cheesehead ever since. So you know. I'm not doing the best at the moment. We had to suffer that brutal NFC Championship loss, but uh, you know, I'm getting by. I'm getting by. Now, when it comes to baseball, I'm a uh, Boston Red Sox fan. Again, makes absolutely no sense. Uh, I've been a Red Sox fan. I probably became a Red Sox fan when I was like 12-ish. I remember. Uh, I specifically still remember crying, literal tears falling out of my face when Aaron. Flippin' Boone hit that home run off of Tim Wakefield. It made a little 12-year-old Jeff cry. So, I mean, I've been a Red Sox fan for that long. I mean, I, I've been pre-04, and might have just been 03, but pre-04 Boston Red Sox fan. Uh, die-hard Sox fan. I can't wait for this coming season. Uh, who knows how it's going to be without Alex Cora. I think we're the only team right now uh, that still doesn't have a manager. I'm sure we'll probably talk about that before... Uh, you know, they hire somebody else, the, the new replacement there for Alex Cora. Uh, as I said, this show is coming to you uh, from Arizona. Uh, I've lived in Arizona for about six years now, and I am a uh, glutton for punishment, apparently, because I am a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, you know, I just moved out. I, I kind of sort of went my way around the NBA. I, I had a few different teams, depending on uh, which Jeff you asked at the time in my life, you know, I grew up a, a Bulls fan in the 90s because, you know, I'm from Illinois. I grew up in the 90s. I had no choice. I had to be a Bulls fan growing up. And then after that, I, you know, I because I'm a Red Sox fan, I kind of thought that maybe the Boston thing, I thought about rooting for the Celtics for a while. You know, I was a Oklahoma City Thunder fan for a little while. I kind of like the Clippers for a little bit. I lived out in California, sort of like them out there. Uh, sort of been all over the place when it comes to basketball teams. And uh, when I moved out here, I was just like, you know, seems like I'm going to be in Arizona for the rest of my life. I might as well pull for one Arizona team that I can watch in person and see on TV. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, I've been a Phoenix Suns fan for the last handful of years. So, yeah, that's just been my basketball team. I'm a, a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, Suns, I, last time I looked, there were like 10 teams Worse than the Phoenix Suns right now in the NBA. And if you're a Suns fan, you know that that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, that there are actually 10 basketball teams that are worse than the Suns right now. Uh, the fact that they are uh, on the outskirts of uh, potentially being a, a playoff contender. I mean, I don't know what I'll do if the Phoenix Suns actually make the... I'll, 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 I'll wax my balls if the Phoenix Suns make the playoff, guys. I kid you not. I, I, am, I am so excited for the Suns team moving forward. I, I think we have a good core group. I really like Monty Williams. Probably not going to compete for a championship anytime super, super soon. But uh, yeah, it actually is uh, making me kind of excited for the future for once. Now, when it comes into hockey, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know that that much about hockey. Um, I, I don't. I, I keep up, you know, I check out the standings. I know good players, but hockey's of the big four sports, probably the least I know about um, hockey is actually my wife's sport. Um, she is a big Anaheim Ducks fan. She's uh, from Orange County, born and raised. She grew up a big hockey fan. Uh, she loves, loves the Anaheim Ducks. I grew up, I, I was kind of a New Jersey Devils fan when I grew up a kid. I just thought, you know, that was a cool mascot. I liked the colors. I thought Mar Martin Brodeur was a badass. I just, 
I, I loved the New Jersey Devils when I was a kid, but uh, I have no real allegiance to them. And when I moved to uh, California, where I met my wife, uh, she's a she's a big big time Anaheim Ducks fan. So she took me to games and stuff like that, and bought me some Ducks gear. So she kind of twisted my arm into being a uh, Anaheim Ducks fan. So you know, we'll, it's pretty cool go, to go down there and see them. It's it's uh it's fun to see hockey games live. So yeah, those are my allegiances to my teams. I'm a Packers, Red Sox, uh, Suns, and Ducks fan. In college, I like ASU because I go there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think only somebody who loves sports uh, would have such weird affiliations. You know, I, I, have no, I have no bias to an area of the country. Uh, you know, if you are from Detroit and, you know, you love the Lions and, you know, you represent the Tigers... And you know, you know the Red Wings and the Pistons. I get it. I get it. that's most people. They they you know where they're from. That's who they root for. I get most people out here root for all the Arizona teams, and that's totally normal. I mean, that's that's that, I'm weird. I'm the weird one here. But I just I, I feel like I pick my teams not based off of just my location. You know, I I just I pick it off of the history of the franchise and you know what I think that team has meant to the league that they're in. So. You know, I I I, uh, I just have some weird affiliations with my team. I, I'm not gonna try to be biased. I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as I possibly can when I'm giving you this show because uh, there's nothing worse than listening to some knucklehead who's just only thinking uh, in terms of what his team's gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna try to be realistic, guys. I'm not gonna try to just pick my team or or just talk about my teams. I, I'm apologize if I go and rant from time to time about the Packers or the Red Sox. It might just happen along the way. Bear with me if that if that happens to be the case. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see if any of you guys think that you have some weird affiliations. Uh, you know, see if you can top my weird-ass list. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's got to be some, uh, some pretty interesting ones. So if you are one of those weird sports fans that roots for a team from all over... Let's hear them. Let's see what your uh, affiliations are with your with your teams. I'd like to know if there's anybody out there weirder than I am. Let me ask you guys something. Are you ready for Super Bowl 54? Are you ready for the final game of the 100th season of the NFL? Because I, I cannot think of the last time I saw a Super Bowl with so many game-changing players out there. I mean, there are there are just explosive, game-changing players. I mean, you start out with the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, as soon as he got on the scene in this league, I mean, as soon as he got on, he, he became the face of the franchise. I know he sat a year behind Alex Smith. You know, that, that might have been a good thing for him to learn from Alex Smith and, and take time to learn Andy Reid's system for a year there. But as soon as he took over... I mean, this guy, first year as a starter, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, won the MVP. He's going to come back this season and top MVP when try to win the Super Bowl. Probably, I mean, most likely win Super Bowl MVP. I, I don't see anybody else on the Kansas City Chiefs really walking away with Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I mean, unless Tyreek Hill maybe does something crazy like in special teams and, you know, maybe gets a game-changing punt return or something like that. That's the only way I could see somebody not named Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl MVP, if, if the Chiefs win, of course. And then uh, on the other side, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a uh, really underrated quarterback. I think uh, he doesn't really get the appreciation that he deserves as a quarterback. 
I think a lot of people are questioning his talents as a, as, as a QB back there because he only threw eight times against the Green Bay Packers, which you cannot fault him for that. And when Jimmy Garoppolo has needed to come up, uh, he has for them time and time again, and he has had great games for them. You go back and watch that game where he's playing the Saints. I mean, he goes toe-to-toe with Drew Brees. I mean, this kid can sling it when he needs to. It just, you know, when you have a running game like that, Raheem Mostert gets 200 yards. You don't really need Jimmy Garoppolo to do that much, but there are just so many game-changing players out there on the field in this game. I mean, it, this is they they got it right with this matchup. I mean, I mean, at least this is I think this is about as entertaining of a game as you could possibly possibly put out there. Uh, you know, you look at the tight end matchup. I cannot remember the last time I saw. Two tight ends, a tight end matchup like this, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, I mean, both in the prime of their career. I mean, these, what what George Kittle does, I think George Kittle doesn't get enough credit as a blocker. I mean, he is the total package. I mean, you can make a case for either one of them, especially with Gronk out of the league now, either one of them you could say is the best tight end in football right now, and you wouldn't be wrong. I mean, there are just, there, there's there's a crazy amount of talent, crazy amount of speed on Kansas City side. You have McCole Hardman and Tyree Hill, two of the fastest receivers in the game. You know, I, it, 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 it comes down to, um, I don't know, it comes down to, I think, the intangibles in this one. I think the X's and O's will be on point, both from Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, two great football minds. You know, um, the reason I'm re- leaning with Kansas City, right now in this Super Bowl. And then I, I just feel like the San Francisco 49ers have not needed to overcome as much, you know? And I, I think the lack of that adversity that they have been subjected to will be ultimately the downfall of the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like, you know, they have had basically everything. And I mean everything go right for them this season. I mean, you might be thinking to yourself, Jeff, I mean, not everything has gone right. They have had some injuries. Yes. Okay. They have lost some games. I mean, they barely lost the Baltimore Ravens in a great game. A lot of people thought that would be the Super Bowl matchup we'd get. Look back at the 2015 Carolina Panthers. They were even better than this San Francisco team. They were 15-1. and They were 15-1. and in the regular season. I mean, they had Cam Newton. He was an MVP that year. Greg Olson. You know, you had Luke Keekley, You had Josh Norman. I mean, that was a loaded, loaded football team. I mean, they were just dominating. Just just killing people along the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, massacred the Cardinals in that NFC Championship that year. And then once they got on the big stage, you know, it was a little bit different. And it, it all went wrong as soon as Cam Newton fumbled. It was recovered. I think Von Miller stripped it out of his hands. It was recovered in the end zone. It was a touchdown. Uh, Denver was up. Denver had a field goal. I think they went up 10 nothing after that. And after that, it was all downhill for Carolina. And I think that the same thing could potentially happen to this San Francisco team. I mean, Carolina was 15-1 that year. They they did not look like they were. I mean, they they looked like they were gonna just kill the Broncos that year. I mean, the Broncos had a great defense, but you know it was Peyton Manning's last year in the NFL, and he just didn't look like he had it anymore in his right arm. I mean, Brock Osweiler had to take over the the team and get him to the playoffs. Peyton just kind of took over. They were really depending on the defense, but 
you know, it was this unstoppable team, this unstoppable force. And once something went wrong, because I think everything had gone Carolina's way that year, you know, they were 15 and one, they had lost just one game. I know San Francisco's lost three games, but his, for the most part, everything has gone right. And when that fumble happened, you know, it just seemed like once something wasn't going their way, they didn't know how to respond. And that is one thing Kansas City has majorly in their favor is when something has not gone their way, they have not panicked. They were down 24 to nothing, 24 to nothing against the Houston Texans and then came back and destroyed the Texans the rest of that game. They were down, they were down to the Tennessee Titans, came back and won that game too. But the San Francisco 49ers, no. They have, you know, dominated the Minnesota Vikings. They obliterated the Green Bay Packers. They have just waltzed their way into the Super Bowl. And they just haven't, I think, overcome that that adversity that you're looking for in a team. I think if 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 something goes wrong, I, I just have that gut feeling. If something goes wrong early for San Francisco, it could be done early for them. Um, you know, if, if something just goes their doesn't go their way, you know, or, or they get down early or something. I think if Kansas City gets up on them seven, you know, ten points right away, out of uh, right off the bat within the first few minutes of the Super Bowl, I don't think San Francisco's re- going to respond well. I think if the 49ers score first, you know, it's business as usual. The, for, the Chiefs have been there, done that. They keep getting this in this position, you know. I'm just saying give me the team that has shown that they can overcome uh, adversity when it comes their way. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know. I, I have that feeling that San Francisco, it could be kind of a deer in headlights sort of situation if anything goes wrong for them on the big stage. Um, you know, this could be just me talking out my ass. I don't know. But I just I just don't really feel like San Francisco has overcome many obstacles, many deficits, I mean, to uh, to come back and regroup and, and be down and, and, and make their and claw their way back like Kansas City has, you know. You, you you go back and you look at the three games that they've lost, you know, they were all one-possession games. Like, they lost, uh, I think, a three-point game to Baltimore. They lost that game, uh, their first loss was against Seattle. Uh, they both touched it, like, it felt like 25 times in overtime in that game. Uh, just barely lost that game because someone had to win. Uh, or, you know, it could have tied, I guess. But, uh, you know, then you look at uh, the Atlanta game. They they lost a one-possession game to Atlanta because the Falcons couldn't decide if they wanted to be a, a good or a bad team this season. Uh, but, yeah, it just, you know, there has never been, I mean, there's never been that obstacle that they've had to overcome as a team. They've, they've never had to regroup and, you know, <clears throat> it just seems like everything has basically gone their way. I'm just saying, I think overcoming and uh you know a comeback win it builds it builds character for your team and I, I think that's just a slight you know small one of those intangible advantages for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game we'll see we'll see I, I just feel like you know Kansas City can score really quickly and uh you know if they get up early on on San Francisco I just don't know how San Francisco responds but you know what? I want to ask somebody real quick. Um, I'm I'm getting ready to uh, call my brother John up. Uh, my older brother, uh, big time sports fan. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's the very first time we've ever had a guest here on the A to Z Sports Session. So uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a call. We're going to see what he thinks about the Super Bowl. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, John? Pretty good, dude. Good, good, man. I just wanted to uh, thank you. You're actually my first guest ever on the A to Z Sports Session. Oh, 
Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. It, it's, it's the pinnacle, I'm sure, man. <laughs> well, I'm a fan, man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. How uh, how are you doing? I, I I know I didn't want to start this uh, this conversation off on a strong note, but uh, we did just less than a week ago lose a uh, a legend in Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's heartbreaking, man. Shocking. It was, that. man. Um, yeah, you know, I, I remember Kobe from his rookie year and collecting his cards at an early age, and um, to see someone like that pass. It, heartbreaking not even a week has passed it feels like it just happened i know i just it's the first significant thing to happen in the 20s i mean it's it's such a terrible thing um yeah it's just something that i think we're gonna have to uh overcome as a society and i I feel like we're doing a good job of that already people have have it's brought about a lot of positivity i think and have reflected positively on on kobe's legacy the last few days so i think that is a good thing yeah yeah exactly and, uh, yeah, he'll be missed. Time will move on, but, um, it's going to be a big gap left for a long time. That it will. That it will, man. So, uh, I wanted to move on a little bit. I want to talk a little bit of, uh, Super Bowl. We are just, uh, less than 48 hours now away from Super Bowl 54. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on that. Who, who do you think is going to win and why? Hmm. You know, it's a good game. It's a good game. Good it defense. Is. Good offense. Um, on both sides, both sides. But if I had to put money on it, I think I'd go Chiefs Same. in a narrow game. Um, yeah, I like I like Mahomes. I, dude, I've never seen anyone doing what Mahomes has done. That, that guy is the truth, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've never – I've watched football for years and years. Started watching it when I was a little kid. I was a nerd early on. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do anything on the football field like this guy. I mean, the closest people I can relate, Aaron Rodgers in his prime, um, Michael Vick had an amazing run in his prime. But, uh, yeah, Mahomes is a real deal. I mean, with the flick of the wrist, you can put that ball 80 yards down the field. Oh, yeah. And, like, the AFC Championship, that what was it, like a 35-yard scramble for a touchdown? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think he doesn't get enough uh, credit for his mobility sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and you see him, he looks effortless, dodging those defenders coming in to try to tackle him, and just skirted the sideline, 35 yards, quick TD, I mean, yeah, it, no other way to put it, I've never seen any anyone do what he's done on a football field. It's nuts, too, so, he, he, he's one of those rare breeds that I feel like he's almost better outside of the pocket, I mean, some guys are just, you know, they step back and they make the throw, they, they keep their feet planted. Patrick Mahomes is almost Rodgers-esque in that way that he's like, if he has to make the throw off his back foot or something, or if he has to make the throw on his run, run uh, coming out of the pocket, he, he he's almost better in those situations. Yeah, yeah, his elusiveness and ability to extend plays just exceeded anything I've ever seen. Um, he makes it look like a video game out there. Yeah, he makes it. I mean, the... The Madden version of Patrick Mahomes is the correct version. <laughs> Funny. He, he's a, he's a, uh, basically a video game character in real life. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was talking about a little bit earlier on this podcast. I'm of the notion that I think what has given the Chiefs, what, what gives the Chiefs such an advantage going into this game is how they've won some of their games. Uh, you look at the Chiefs and look how they have 
clawed their way back in a lot of situations. They they keep overcoming these great obstacles in their way. Uh, you know, came oh, yeah. out twenty four to nothing against the uh, against the Texans. They were down ten to nothing, I believe, against the Titans. I just don't think yep. we've seen that same caliber of adversity overcome from the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think they've put been put in that situation and I think that's that's a, a little bit of a bad thing honestly for the 49ers not having to overcome as much or, or really ever come back in a game. I, I can't think of a, a, t- a week this season where they had to come back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But then uh, another another side to that coin is that they haven't been down by that much. True, true. So it's, um, that, they're a tough team, too. That defense is unbelievable. Uh, Nick Bosa, man, he hit the ground running. Oh, my God. He's starting to look like the next, he's starting to look like the next LT. I mean, just... <laughs> In the league, defensive rookie of the year, right away in the Super Bowl. Now he's in his hometown. He's from Miami, so he's in the hometown, first year in the league, in the Super Bowl, and uh, he's something else. Imagine what a ring would do for him. Jeez. uh, Defense rookie of the year and a ring to start a career. My God. I know. I I was – there was – you know I'm a Packers fan. There there was a two-week stretch there where we played the Chargers, and then we had to play the – I I believe the 49ers right after or, like, a couple weeks later – and I was just like so thankful that Aaron Rodgers didn't have to go any against anybody with the last name Bosa on their jersey for a, a week because the the both Joey and Nick just tore him up. Both of those guys are absolutely incredible. It, it's it's hard to say if those if those brothers are better or the Watts are better. I think there's a case to be made for both. But yeah, Nick Bosa has just taken this league by storm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So either way you go, either a team that wins, you got a great storyline and uh, some youth big superstars coming out. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a can't miss either team that wins. It's going to, going to be a great storyline. Yeah, man. It's going to be exciting. What, what, uh, do you got, do you got a number on it? Do you got a final score? Yeah. You know, I think me and you were talking with Josh last week and, um, I've kind of been on the number 35, 27. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so, you know, Simple five TDs for the Chiefs, and then it would be, what, three the Niners and a couple field goals would get us to the score. So yeah. I think it's going to be close late, but I just see the Chiefs pulling ahead at probably fourth quarter time frame. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Chiefs just have too many weapons is what it boils down to. They do. They have a lot of weapons. I mean, it's like, it's just pick your poison. Who do you want to cover? If you want to cover Tyreek Hill, they've still got McCole Hardman. If you want to cover Hardman, you, you still got worried about Travis Kelsey. You know, you, there's still there's still Sammy Watkins there. There's still Demarcus uh, Robinson there. There's just, there's too many weapons for Patrick Mahomes. And if you give that guy weapons, yeah, that, that that's 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 bad news. Um, I just wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, I know you are a big-time Astros fan. You're down there in Texas. Um, you know, there, there was a little bit of controversy surrounding that team. There was controversy surrounding my team too, too, to be honest, when it comes to baseball. Um, how, yeah. what, what's the feeling down there regarding the Astros? I mean, are, are people still representing a lot? I mean, I, I, what, what's the overall feel? Are people excited about the upcoming season? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, there's still excitement in the air, but, uh, boy, it has been a tough five, six months now Yeah, for whatever it's been to be an Astros fan. You went from... Jose Altuve's Game Six ALCS walk-off against Aroldis Chapman. It seemed, and that was just such a pinnacle. You know, I remember the next day walking around town, and everyone was talking about it. 
everyone wearing their Astros gear, you know, getting back into the World Series. <laughs> but oh, since sure. then, it has been such a steep drop off with uh, losing the World Series and um, then this gigantic scandal that breaks out that no one <laughs> was expecting. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's been a tough, tough ride from a uh, fan's point of view. But you know, it, it's tough. But I, I like our odds. This upcoming season, still honestly. a great team. You know, bringing back a lot of talent. Oh Jordan yeah, Alvarez uh, grabbing that rookie of the year looks amazing. Um, not really losing too many pieces other than Garrett Cole, which is a big piece to lose. But I definitely think they're still the favorites to win the division and get in the playoffs and probably make a playoff run. So yeah, um, I like our odds about as good as anyone's uh, Yankees. Of course, they're going to be extremely tough adding Garrett Cole. Yeah, they just gave who, Garrett Cole like infinity money on that contract. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. So, um, yeah, who knows? I, I think they've definitely done enough to to be there at the end. But uh, I still like our odds. I think we can. I think we can challenge anybody with this roster. See, I think I, I think Dusty Baker is a great coach. I, I think he hasn't get, been given that many awesome rosters in his time. And you know that guy's yeah. that guy's seventy years old. He knows baseball, so I, I feel like getting like an old guy like that is almost kind of a good thing for this Astros team. Like getting someone who is you know very high character, has a lot you know high regard uh, throughout the league. Uh, I think Dusty Baker is an awesome fit, man. I, I think I think he's going to kill it there. He's he's coming in and having literally in his his entire time in the MLB, this is coming into the best situation I think he's ever come into as a manager. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. I think they're still uh, World Series ready. You know, you had had, um, the starting pitchers that they have, Verlander and Grinke, one-two punch onto that rotation. And, uh, yeah, like I said, man, I think they're still going to be in the mix for the for the uh, ALCS championship, maybe even World Series. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, I just want to thank you for calling, man, or letting me call you, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, brother. I mean, I, it's great to be on the uh, episode one. I hope it's episode one of about 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope, man. I, I thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course, brother. All right, buddy. Have a good day. You too. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, so there you have it. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. My brother John's going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think we're going to try to call my brother Josh here in a little bit and see what he thinks. What do you guys think? Uh, who Who is going to win Super Bowl 54? Uh, I'll put out a poll, I think, today and uh, get your guys' opinion. Uh, give me some uh, Give me some ideas as to who's going to win it and uh, why, what the final score is going to be. All right, let's, let's keep it moving. I want to go ahead and uh, switch gears here on you guys. I want to talk a little bit about baseball. Um, we are just days away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and the uh, baseball world has some really hot trade rumors going on right now coming into the season. Um, two of the game's best players, two of the absolute best players, I mean, two top 10 players in this league are potentially going to be shipped uh, before this coming season. Uh, Mookie Betts on the Boston Red Sox and Nolan Arenado on the Colorado Rockies. Now, Nolan Arenado signed a massive deal with the Colorado Rockies before last season. I think it was like eight years, $260 million. He has won a gold glove every single year that he has been in this league. He has been in the league from 
2013 to 2019, and he has taken home the gold glove at third base in the National League every single year. I mean, this guy is guaranteed to hit about 300. He's guaranteed to hit over 100 RBIs. He is guaranteed to hit, you know, 30 to 40 home runs. This guy is as big of a stud at third base as you could possibly have. Getting him is a franchise-changing deal. I mean, it would take a lot to get him. But, uh, I mean, taking on that contract, a lot of teams would like to take on the contract and have the best uh, third baseman in, in all of baseball on their team. Uh, until the uh, until the 2026 season, he is locked up until 2026 on that massive deal. It'll be interesting to see if the uh, Rockies move on from him. I mean, uh, he's the best player that they've had since Todd Helton, I would say. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see if they, they wanted to move on. They could get a boatload for him. But, uh, yeah... He may be on the move, and now Mookie Betts, who is arguably the best right fielder in all of baseball, is is potentially on the move. Uh, he has been adamant about uh, saying that he wants to test the uh, free agency waters. Uh, they just paid him $27 million to avoid uh, arbitration this season. Um, that's a record-breaking deal for Mookie Betts this season. Uh, Mookie has had a, a phenomenal amount of success in Boston. And uh, won an MVP, won a World Series, uh, won a few gold gloves and silver sluggers, has been an all-star multiple times. He is undoubtedly one of the best players in the game. It has just recently come out that uh, that he was actually in uh, talks with the Red Sox, trying to maybe get a deal done. The Red Sox offered him reportedly $300 million for 10 years. Uh, Mookie uh, re- turned that down. He said, no, no, no. Pay me $420 million for the next 12 years, and you got yourself a deal. We don't know what the latest is on that. It's it's sounding more like, you know, if you're $120 million off, you're probably... Uh, you're probably not going to get a deal done anytime soon. So I, I don't think they'll move Mookie. I think uh, the Red Sox look like they're going to be a very competitive bunch still coming into 2020. Uh, if they are in like third place or something, come, come, you know, come July, he is gone, of course, obviously. But I, I don't, I don't think they ship Mookie. Um, they have come out and said that they would uh, take you know, take 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 offers on Mookie if they're willing to, if a team is willing to come in and take on David Price's contract. They still owe a lot of money to David Price, who opted back into his contract, so now they're trying to ship him off. Uh, there was some talks there for a while about, you know, maybe a deal getting done between them and the Padres. I know the Padres were um, adamant about uh, not mo- moving Mackenzie Gore. He is their top prospect. I think he's ranked like fourth right now overall in the major uh, MLB's pipeline ranking of the uh, the prospects. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard a few other prospects might be on the table from uh, San Diego. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk going on between the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Even the Red Sox and the uh, Diamondbacks have had some links, so it'd be kind of weird to see Mookie come out here and play for, uh, for Arizona. So you never know what's going to happen. When there are guys of this caliber right now uh, potentially getting ready to be moved before the season comes, I mean, if you watch a lot of baseball, you know that's that's pretty rare to see. You know, there's nine positions starting in baseball. I mean, you you have possibly uh, two guys that are the best at their position in all of baseball uh, getting moved before this season starts. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I think the odds of Nolan Arenado getting shipped before the season start are a little bit greater than Mookie Betts, but who knows? I mean, they 
have publicly come out and uh, been uh, pretty far off from uh, from talks with uh, their contracts. So we'll, we'll we'll see what's in store there. I, I think uh, I think probably both of those guys will be on the move from some point, whether it be before the season or at the trade deadline. But it is a big deal in this sport when when guys of this players of this magnitude are, are potentially uh, getting shipped to new places. Uh, what that could mean that could potentially put some team you know uh, over the top and make them a World Series contender. And uh, you never know what's going to get worked out. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I can't wait for baseball season myself. Uh, spring training happens right out here. I, I lived in Surprise for a little bit. I was right out by where the uh, Royals and the uh, Rangers have spring training. It's a really cool thing about living out in Arizona uh, come March and February. Out here in uh, Glendale, I'm actually going to be close to where the Dodgers and the White Sox uh, spring training facility is. So that'll be cool. Definitely going to go catch some games on there. So uh, very excited for baseball too with uh, football coming to an end here in uh, just a matter of days. I can't wait and it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see how these uh, these trade talks uh, uh, pan so there you have it. Uh, baseball's on the way. Super Bowl 54, just a couple days away. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know your take on the Super Bowl. Who's going to win and why? What's your predictions? So that is going to put a wrap on the show. It has been the very first episode of A to Z Sports Session. I thank you so much for tuning in, and I don't know what brought you here today, but uh, hopefully it was your love of sports. Hopefully you enjoy what we have going on here. Hopefully I can bring a lot more episodes. I just want to thank you for tuning in for my first episode. And uh, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Anchor, who uh, makes such a great app. I've, I've done this whole uh, this whole podcast through the Anchor app. If you have any, uh, any desire whatsoever to start a podcast, I highly recommend them. Uh, they're very, uh, very user-friendly. Uh, you can edit your stuff. You they you know you can record it all. I'm recording this right now on my telephone. Hopefully, the I'll uh, upgrade eventually at some point and get some uh, some real recording equipment. You guys will like the audio a little bit better. But uh, you know, Anchor puts out a great product, and uh, you know, just this week I just started working on this podcast. They've uh, you know it's a really really awesome app. I highly recommend them. They do a lot of the marketing for you. It's pretty cool. I didn't even have to do anything. I immediately got put on Spotify. Uh, they put you on a few other different websites. They put you out there. They show you uh, how many how many hits you're getting. They put out a really great product, and I'm uh, thankful for them. Thankful for this app. Thankful for this day. And I just cannot wait for this Super Bowl. We've watched the best Super Bowl of all time, and I hope you guys just... Have the best weekend. Uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in. This has been A to Z Sports Session.